Welcome back to Thoughts and Sounds. I'm Tyra, and this week we'll be exploring and diving into the animal kingdom with different memories and poems while listening to the hum and purring of a cat. So sit back and enjoy. Snakes. You like them? Most people don't. I do. Especially my two corn snakes, my son and Milan. First I got my son, who was a big guy, but so sweet. He was the kindest snake you could imagine. We often played together. I let him curl around my arms and swim in the bathtub. A strong little guy. He was only muscles and a small button head. But after a while he seemed lonely. I can imagine living in a cage your whole life does that to you. So I decided to give him a friend, who later turned out to be a girlfriend. Milan was a lot smaller than he was in the beginning. Even as she grew, she couldn't reach his impressive thickness. But they seemed to get along well. In the summer we took them with us to our summer home and had them in our summer terrarium. The glass cage was well locked up since snakes are professional escape artists. They can move their mouth sideways and push through tiny openings. And so they did. A lot. I often found them outside the cage at home, sometimes in my bags or in my bed, resting peacefully under the warm blanket. They never tried to go anywhere. They just wanted another place to hide. I guess they didn't like quarantine either. Anyway, we spent the summer with my two snakes together in the same cage. And one morning when I woke up, Milan was gone. As this wasn't something unusual, I just started to looking for her in the house. Have you ever tried to find a hidden cat? Well, looking for a snake is kind of the same thing, only a hundred times harder, because they are really small and can hide in pretty much anything. I looked and looked, but I couldn't find her, not anywhere. We looked at my other snake and asked ourselves, wasn't he bigger than he used to be? Days went by, then weeks. And at the end of summer, we just had to admit it. He had eaten her. This is not impossible in snake world. They eat stuff that is smaller than themselves, and apart from it being a dick move, it was plausible. I was so sad. About six months later, my dad cleaned out our summer house for the winter. As he came home, we started packing out the car. And someone had decided to come home. On the car floor she was, pale, starving and bruised, but alive. We took her in and looked her over. 
She hadn't eaten in six months and was very tired waking up from a long, long sleep. As the cold came, she had gone into dormancy and kept herself alive. After some rest and some good meals, she was back to normal. And a couple of years later, they had 16 adorable snake children. The majestic king, how proud you were, standing tall, to end up so small. The herd of sheep jostle and trot along the gravel road leading down from the high hills in the common land. Following and guiding the herd down the path is a young woman dressed in simple linen and leather clothes carrying a seven foot tall thick oak shepherd's staff. Running around the herd with a practiced precision keeping them together is a scruffy white and black sheepdog. It quickly darts from side to side, pausing to watch the sheep before dashing again, moulding and shaping the herd like clay. They are guided along by the white light from the moon high above, shining clear in the sky. Millions of stars speckled and scattered across the black velvet, hanging over like a huge chandelier. The shepherd makes her way slowly, her staff swinging and guiding her footfalls, bouncing off rocks and stones that lie waiting to catch her boot. She lifts her eyes to check the dark fields that rise and fall, like massive waves ready to crash down onto the path in between. Silence screams across the valley, occasionally broken by the chirp of a cricket singing in the bushes. Watching sheep may seem like easy work, but the herd has a tendency to lure creatures that lurk and sneak, waiting, biding their time for the opportunity to taste warm blood. She looks over to her canine companion, moving the herd down the path. His head is pricked, staring off into the dark, grassy plains. At the top of the hill, birds cry out from a circle of trees, cries of warning. The shepherd's head spins around to face the noise, eyes straining in the low light. Her breath steadies and she listens carefully. Her dog comes to stand by her side, the two facing out into the night, listening, looking, intently and desperately searching for whatever is stalking the herd. The bleating and bows continue as the sheep carry on down the path, oblivious to the harm that lies in wait. A moment passes. 
the shepherd sighs, content, and continues down the hill. Her dog stays, its hackles raised, ears pricked. It starts growling out into the night, bearing its white fangs. She turns around, gives a short whistle for her dog, but just as she does, it bolts off into the black sea, barking as it runs. She chases after it, stopping at the edge of the path. She can't leave the sheep, but dangerous creatures stalk these hills at night, creatures her dog is no match for. Snarls and barks echo out from the field in front, followed by a loud yelp. She too bolts into the grass. Strands whip and grab at her as she charges through. She runs, following the yelps and growls, her mind spinning. Flashes of her dog lying, bleeding in a clearing, its neck gouged open. She shakes the visions from her mind and keeps running. A cacophony of gnashing and yelping grows, all the more consuming, until... She appears beside her dog, who stands staring back at her, his eyes wide but calm. Looking around reveals no sign of a fight or struggle. Her dog's breath is steady and there are no signs of injury. She mutters as she looks up at the round moon shining above. Full moon. No wonder.